0: This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com There are bodies all over the place. So I spoke to the guy, and he said, Brother Wallenstein, I really, I really didn't mean to do this. And it's not, it just happened! I didn't mean to do it, it just happened! So that's it, kids are done, marriages are done, Aveiro, who knows what. So I said, no, it didn't just happen. No, it didn't just happen. Things don't just happen. Mishneh Pirke Avos. First Perek. Mishneh Hay. Please turn off your phones. Yosef ben Yachanan Yish Shalayim Aymer. Yosef ben Yachanan from Yishalayim said, Ibezcha pasuach l'revacha. Your house should be open. Open to people open to do mitzvahs open to do chesed your house should be full of poor people, not your house should be poor your house should be full of poor people you should have an open house do, do good stuff and the Mishnah does a flip that's a nice Mishnah leave it, right? What, what's going on here? the Mishnah continues don't talk to women guys, straight them the Ishtai, Amr, we're talking about don't talk too much to your wife. <laughs> your, own wife. your own wife. What does that mean? Oh, great, right. right. All, the, all, the, all the, what's it called? All the therapists, marriage therapists, so you have to talk, communicate with your wife. So the explanation of the mission is no, it doesn't mean don't talk to your wife, you should talk to your wife. But don't come home and tell her stuff that went on. Because you're going to come home and tell your wife. The place the explains. You're going to come home and tell your wife, you know, I wasn't sure today, and I was talking to my friend, and the grandma got up and embarrassed me. In front of everyone, oh my gosh, I don't think I could ever forgive him. And she's like, I knew it, these rabbis, right? And then, you were guys. The next morning, the rabbi comes over to him and says, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to embarrass you. Puts his hand around his shoulders, right? So, we're good. Forget it, it's okay, we're good. His wife will never forget it. How dare he talk to my husband like that? And she'll never let him go back to that show. So don't talk too much about your stuff. Because, yeah. I would come home and tell my wife about a, situ- a really bad situation with a girl and the whole thing, right? And then I get up, put my head on the pillow, I'm gone, and she's sitting up all night crying, like like I can't believe this happened. Uh, you know, it's not fair. You went to sleep and you told me your problem, right? So don't bring home too many problems because women are much more sensitive, and they, we just let stuff go. They don't let stuff go, right? now listen carefully guys to what the Mishnah is saying surely you shouldn't talk a lot to your wife surely you shouldn't talk to the wife of your friend not you shouldn't talk to someone else's wife you shouldn't talk to the wife of your friend why? between the wife of my friend and I shouldn't talk to any married women right? number one the wise people, Rabbi said. A guy that talks a lot to women. You should know. Bad's going to come out of it. Don't tell me you didn't see it coming. Don't tell me you didn't mean it. Misha's telling you. Bad's going to come out of it. Forget about it. You're going to stop learning. But here's the unbelievable. A a, 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 a a language that is never used for any avera that a person does, even Lashon Hara, even talking in Shul, right, where it says, the Chaim says, you should, you should criticize him. The Saifai in the end, the guy that talks to women, his friend's wife, that's sitting by the table for Shabbos, because you invite your friend's wife, right, and you're comfortable with that person. The Seifoi, Yeresh Gehenem, in the end, not you're going to go to Gehenem, not you're going to go to hell, You're gonna inherit hell. What does that mean? What does that mean? You're gonna go to hell! You're gonna do this! You're gonna go to hell! You're gonna inherit it? Are you Rusha? So a guy comes to heaven, and he's a big tzaddik, and he learned, and he gave tzaddakah, and he did all this stuff, but he he was busy with women, which, by the way, Time Magazine, I hate to quote Time Magazine in his share. But a few years ago, Time Magazine came out with a whole situation, because there was a situation in America, whatever, such a situation, and they did a a study. They said 90%, 90% of emotional relationships become physical. And only 20% of physical relationships become emotional. Guys go, they pay, they leave. They're, they're, They're not in love with the person. But if you're going to talk to someone now, what, what, what's with the Chazer? What's Yerushkanah? You know what Yerushkanah means? That a guy comes after his whole life, right? He comes up to Shemaim, he learned and shas and all the tzedakah and, and doesn't talk in shul and all this good stuff, right? And he comes up to Shemaim and they're like, We have an inheritance for you! You know what you inherited from the whole other world that you did all your stuff? You didn't inherit Ghanayim, You her- you inherited hell. That's your inheritance in Shemayim. It never ever uses this Lashon, this language in any other Aver in the Torah. It doesn't say you're going. It's your inheritance. You came to this world. What did you? What's your inheritance from this world? What, what's going on over here? What's going on in this Mishnah? And why are you together a house that's open if it's a duck and then and then and then? The reason is very simple. And that's what I told this guy. He said... Yitzhakara is a smart character. He's a he's a malach, so he's not going to come to a married guy and say, "Wow, go do a bigger. go commit adultery." Next time you see this lady, like just just jump in. He's not going to say are you be crazy? I, I go to shul every day. I, I, I don't do that stuff. Yitzhakara, I'm not a bad guy. Go go bother bother some low life. I'm not a low life. Right, he goes to a woman who's married. She has kids. She loves her kids, and she's like, like you know, hey, this guy that came, like, why, uh, like you like, saw so that guy in the office. Like, why do not you just jump in with him? Like, why do not you commit adultery? Are you crazy? I went to be I, I, I make challah for Shabbos. I, I, I don't do this stuff. See, so it says no. Have an open house. People are coming to your house. Your friend's husband. He's putting on a little show because he's going to be really nice to his wife. And you're going to say, the woman talking to the woman, she's going to say to her husband, how can you can't be like him? He's such a nice guy. You don't treat me that way. And the other woman, who knows her real husband, is going to say to her husband, that's not how you really act. Why can't you be like her husband? He's such a nice guy. He cleans off the dishes. So a house that's open... For Chesed has a danger, and that's why when the angels came to Avraham Avinu, and they're getting all this tong and food, they're like, Where's the cook? Where's the chef? He said, No, 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 no. I serve the food. She doesn't belong. Makes it what do you mean? She's the one who makes it. She we don't need this whole looking at you, looking at me, there's a better husband, better wife, whatever it is. So, so the mission is telling us that the danger of an open house, yes, you should have an open house, live vacha, and you should have poor people at your table. But at the same time, if you're going to be talking to the women at the table and you're going to be talking to the men, in the end you're all going to end up in hell. You're all going to be safe for your Eish and, and that's what happened in this case. 90% of emotional relationships become physical. So, yes, the girl at work is like, you know, can I talk to you? You're like, you look like a really nice guy. And you and your wife, you know, you're friends. So you, you, she's like, you know, I need to talk to you privately when no one's around. Like, you know, how, like, how do I get my husband, your friend Chaim? Like, he's your friend. How do I get him to be a match? like, he, he, he's not, he doesn't stay home like you. He doesn't do homework with the kids. You know, he's like, and you're like, oh, listen, this is what you have to do. And you're starting to talk about his marriage, and she's talking about your marriage. And all of a sudden, you're like, wow, I really like her. She's really nice. My wife doesn't. you always like, you know, the grass is green on the other side. So the Mishah starts with a mitzvah. Yeah, that's how he gets you. You want to be nice. You know, I, she's going through a hard life. He's, he's an abusive husband. I need to talk to her. I need to be there for her. So when a, when a woman comes over to you and says to you, listen, can, I, you look like a very smart guy. Can I, can I talk to you about my stuff? You should say, no, I'm not a psychologist. A psychologist has boundaries. I don't have boundaries. I never went to school. I never learned how to have boundaries. No. Like if, if Chava would have told a snake, I, I'm not, I don't know. If, I, I, Hashem, talk to Adam. Go talk to Adam. But she didn't talk to Adam. She got into a discussion with the snake. You got into a discussion with the snake. In the end, she ended up in bed with the snake. I mean, according, according to, to Kabbalah Medrash, yeah, they were together. And that's why Adam, Adam separated from her for 130 years. Yeah, yeah, stuff happened at the Eta Dash. What are you talking to him for? What are you talking to the snake? The snake was also very innocent. What could you eat from? Is everything all right? What did him say? She should have said, I don't know. I wasn't there. Talk to my husband. No, but she got involved. Number one, you're gonna stop learning. Number two, you're gonna hurt yourself. Number three, your Yerusha of your whole life in this world is gonna be Gehenna Very scary. I told this guy it's too late. Everything's boom. Whole thing just blew up. I thought I went on vacation. I was on the phone the whole time with this whole situation. It's crazy. So no. No, a guy is not allowed to talk. To a married woman is adultery. To a single girl is other problems. But to a married woman, she because she's your 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 friend's wife? That's the problem. The Mishnah says not to stamp someone's wife. We're worried about your friend's wife. Because that's someone you can talk to, and that's someone's going to be my friend, I want to talk to you, I need your help could you help me a little bit with my kids with with this and, and you, you're being trapped, and she herself doesn't realize what she's doing. but once you're emotionally you're there and you're talking to each other and you have to hide it, and you're on the phone and you're meeting each other you're going to end up in a hotel room. I'm not saying this it's is not Rabbi Wallstein. and, and yeah, and these people have 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 cameras and and, and and records, and oh man it's like really a mess. Lawyers, it's like, boom! Like, what for? Kids, what are you doing? So yeah, he, what he meant to say, he's like, I didn't say like, I want to talk to you, I want to, I want to do something with you. He's like, I just wanted to help her. And, yeah, and then just, it ended up in a really, really, very, very, very bad place. It's a mission. that, listen, the Tyre knows it, and the mission. it makes sense because the minute the minute you open your house, if you don't have the second part of the mission that you don't talk to women, <laughs> in an open house you're going to end up in a very, very bad place and the words of Yeresh, you will not find by any of the worst Hashem, it doesn't say in the end you will be Yerusha. You're Yerusha what did you inherit from this world? hell why? because you want to be a nice guy but you can't be a nice guy with a woman no tell her to go to therapist and she says that's not nice whatever I'm sorry I'm married and even if my marriage is not good I'm married and therefore, I'm not getting involved in someone else's marriage. And I'm not talking to you. And the same thing at the workplace. And the same thing anyway. The, the, the opening, the HR has you if he can get you to talk to them. You talk, and the same thing with the girl. She also did it. Not a bad person. I mean, I don't know how the tyrant, you know, not a good person. Because she did something really not good. But, um, but you're still a good person. Really? You destroyed your whole family. But I'm still a good person. What makes a person good? person good. If you, if you keep the and you, you you don't do immoral things. So, so the Mishnah is very clear here, and it's a kal and You'll never see this word, the whole thing takes a person out of this world. But you end, you end, you end, end, which means you're not going to be able to do tshuva, which means that you're going to end up going to Gehenna. What do you mean? I can do tshuva at the last minute, and you're not going to do tshuva. You're going to figure out why. You did her a favor. You were there. whatever. But the beginning of the mission always starts. Mission starts with the mitzvah. Oh my house, chesed. Oh my God, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. What a true statement. Good intentions all the way to walking into Ganem, the yellow brick road. All good, good people wanted to do nice things and good things and, and help people and help girls and let me talk to them. Can I get emotionally involved? What do you mean? How can you not get emotionally involved? You can't get emotionally involved. The mission says we're going to end up. Who wants to work their whole life, do mitzvahs, and end up inheriting Gehenem? Which leads us into, it's just a lead into the Kav Yasha this week, second parak, which talks about Shailazim. Dabod HaMelech, Olam HaShalom, Olam HaTehillim. Dabod HaMelech, Olam HaShalom, says in Tehillim, Ha'avir Eina Meirayishav, avert my eyes from seeing wasteful things. Bidorechecha Chayeni. I want to go in your ways, I want to live. person needs to know.. Your eyes are the windows to your soul. If your eyes are full of filth, then the window is dirty. If the window is dirty, the sunlight can't come in. The eyes are very, very important. near Ali, says the Kabsha, it appears to me,. The minute you open your eyes in the morning, you have to be careful. So you're walking to Shul and you see you see houses, right? That's when you're going to Shul. What should you think? Oh, a house. Hashem gave me the mitzvah of mezuzah. In other words, whatever you look at on your way to Shul, you should always see the mitzvah in it. Mitzvah's is the, the guy got biased. If you have a roof, you have to have a fence. Let's say you walk out of the house. Okay, most of us not going to have some flat bush, But in my ranch today yeah, if you walk out of the house you know what you see? you see ducks they're kosher and you see chickens and they're kosher you see horses they're not kosher right? and you come across a cow or a goat so you live on a farm and those animals are good for a carbon. you should think in your head Hashem commanded us to bring karbonos what happens you walk out there's a dog or a cat Right? Or a horse. You should say, oh, look at that, a cat. I'm not allowed to eat him. It's trafe. Oh, a dog. I'm not allowed to eat him. It's a treif. Everything that you look at should have a mitzvah to it. And if you, the first person you see is a non-Jew, you should think, can't marry him. I have an israel, I'm not allowed to marry them. every person, whatever you see you should think about what's the connection to that and the Torah it's a very big Indian it it brings Kedusha in the colors of your eyes if you look at holy things um, one of the cures for seeing things you shouldn't and dirtying up your windows, so how do you clean them? Let's say a customer somebody watch porn and now his windows are filthy. Now what is he gonna do? He's stuck for the rest of his life? What do you do? So the more things you look at that are kadosh, so one of the things that a big Makubul told me, you should look at Hashem's name Utk Vovke. And I actually had, had a safer do a big Utk Vovke on parchment and black. And the more you look at the UK Vavke, the more it cleans your is more windexes your eyes. So oh, look at Hashem's name as much you want, and that's why the Sfardim have that, what's it called, La the Menorah? What do they call that? It has a name for it. It's the Menorah, but it has a name for it. Whatever. And that has all the names of Hashem, if you look at it, so it cleans your eyes. Now listen to this. But the opposite is true. One gazes at um, things that he should not be looking at. tuma. Right? He looks at women, or movies he shouldn't be looking at, or porn, or any of these things. He brings himself into a huge tumor because your eyes are the windows to your soul. So whatever you gaze at, that goes into your soul. That's why you are never, ever allowed to look into a woman's eyes. Except your wife's. One of the things that my Rebbe, Rabbi Gamliel, told me, because I teach girls, and it's dangerous... He said, you are never allowed to look into a woman's eyes because when your soul sees their soul, there's a connection that's very hard to break. So when you talk to someone, look past them, whatever, it is, but don't ever look into someone's eyes. Deep into someone's eyes. Not A man should not look into a woman's eyes, and a woman should not look into a man's eyes. But she told me, How do you know, says the that looks have an effect on someone? I looked at something. How do I know that it has an actual effect? Physical effect. He said, There is a bird called the Bas hayana. Her eggs, right? That she, she lays eggs. How does she crack those eggs? By looking at them. By looking at the, bird, the bird's eggs lying in, the, in front of the mother while she stares at them, piercing them with her gaze. Cracks the eggs the bird has the power through vision to crack the eggs and a little chick, a little bird comes out of each one of the eggs he says and um, I will bring more demonstrations of the power of of um, of the vision so therefore there's a thing called Shemir Senayim that you have to be very careful not to look in places of sin. Kegayim, benashim ubesulais, <laughs> at married women and single women. Ha-mevi la-odam lidei ha-choyah shekwazer That bring a man to the avera of shekwazer le-vatola. Valzei, ki-ven david ha-melech, ha-ve-ein-a-me-ro-yishah ro yishah chayeni When david ha says, keep my eyes from seeing things I shouldn't, b-dur-chef <laughs> chayeni if I do that, then I'll be able to live. With Zaloymer, he's aciyah shuv. I shouldn't look at things that are shuv. Who gematria Shin Zion? Shin Zion three hundred and seven. You want to check it out? Shin is three hundred, vav is six, aleph is one, three hundred and seven. Uhu Rashi tevays shechva zera. Who Remes Gadol. Okay, Venera Liode. I don't want to say her name, but the wife of. The Satan. In Kitoi Seha, together with her whole chevra, she's worse than the Satan, actually. She's worse than the Satan. Nikroam Chev shav They're called um, pangs of vanity. Chev shav And Chev shav a chev They bring death. come kam upom That it says many times in the Zaya, and that's why said, chayeni, keep me alive in your ways, do me sit with the chayim, while he sit with the misachas okay, so what do you do, and this is where Rabbi Gamliel got his, and that's why I, 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 I created that, Yidke Vavke, so the Kavayasha says, that the Bale Musa wrote, and you should all do this, by the way, it's very good for you, put it in your talis bag, She nifla, there's an unbelievable segula, to keep you from doing, the vera of Zerol of Adam Tamid, a person should picture in his mind always shame Havaya hashem yitke Vavke You can picture it. You can picture it on the wall. You can picture it in the mikvah. And what you should do? This is where you got it from. Write it in black ink. Yitke Vavke Just just Vavke in black ink. In Agabai cloth on top of parchment. And they do. You can go to you can go to a swarm store. They'll do it for you. That's what, that's what David Malach was saying. I al Hashem, your eye should always be on Yitkev You should have it in your talis bag. Okay, he says it's easy. It's easy to understand. The Magid. So we all know that on Shavuos night, a Malach, an angel, came from Shemayim, and spoke to the Beis Yosef and his Talmidim. He's called the Maggid. He says the Maggid, which is a malach said, Not and K'da, in order not to come to the sin of, of Zerul Yitzai Adam You should have a picture of your father, of your father in front of you. How do we know this? We have arrived from Yosef. He wanted to be with the wife of Tifara. And they showed him a picture of his father. And Yosef separated from the the chayv. says, um, The meadow of grass gave forth seeds of its kind. So the word deshe is Rashi Dukune Shalaviv, who Asev. It's the grass So what does this mean? I'm, just, I'm, going, I'm I'm trying to be as sensitive to the listeners as I can. So what are you saying over here? He says Deshe means the grass to its to its min, to its to its kind. That's a man and a woman together. But when a man is by himself and there is no woman, that's not to his kind. It's wasted. So the, the word desha, right, comes from the word dikunoshalavid. If you have a picture of your father in front of you, then it will be desha. It will be of its kind. And it will be the man and the woman together, not just wasted. This is very scary. So in the zaya, I saw the zayar, I learned it. In Pasha it says, um, There is an angel, and the angel's name is Patos. If young kids are watching this uh, share, it's really him and you should go to one of my other nice sharing with good stories. This is not really for you. And if there are any women watching it, it's definitely not for you at this point. Anyway, listen to this. What do you get this name from, um, Patos? Um, this angel mafata. How do you explain mafata in the Torah? Is when you talk a woman, when you when you talk someone into being physical with you. So the Torah talks about being mafata, going to a teenage girl, being mafata and then being ma'anesha so You have to pay, you have to pay a knas whatever it is. So this patoitz gets the word mafata. What does he do? He's mafata nasha. He's he's mafata for all, to do all, um, adultery to look at things and examine things which are not for them to look at. Okay? That they don't need. a n'ufun uznunim. Pornography. Ulu'acham misas adam. After you die, this guy who's watching pornography, watching women, right? Busy using his eyes for what he shouldn't do. Shinikfa <inaudible> b'kever, when they bury you in your grave, bo'hamamunahahu, <inaudible> this angel, this is Zaya. Comes, this angel comes into the grave where the dead person is and puts his soul back so he brings him back to life in the grave once he's alive he takes the person with force and he breaks his eye sockets and he takes his eyes it's not Rabbi Wallace, I'm not trying to scare you. I'm just reading you the Kaviyasha. And then he puts that person in the grave through a lot of pain. And after he's done with that, he brings him to Gehenna and he puts him into a pit that is full of snakes and, and scorpions. And they hold on to him. And they judge him with very hard and painful judgment. Rahman aletzlan. Well Amar Karashari is Racha. And I read says in Dvarim, Kiyesh Aif katan a nikram there's a bird that's not kosher brought down in Dvarim that's called Ra'a. She's called a Ra'a. Raish Aleph of Hey. Vinikra kach al shame she me rachike. She sees very, very far. But I'll oivze omrukment of Rachel Shanikra Kane. She's called a ra'a, she, she sees from far. And she's able to fill her lust, this bird. She doesn't have to physically touch anything, but just by looking, she's able to fill her need. Therefore, the punishment of a man that looks at women, he comes back in a gilgal, and this bird, mida kenege mida and he suffers a lot being in a bird now this is what I told this guy who really messed up But you need to know says the Kava you must know that every sin is brought by something that you did and a cause in, in other words even deep down in the at a certain point you were like, you were talking to her and you were helping her, but in your mind you're thinking like, wow, I would love to be with her, physically. But it's behind the helping. And therefore he's saying, no, you can't come and say, I didn't want to go there, it was not what I intended. Deep down in your subconscious, why are you talking to a girl, a woman, a married woman about her stuff? Why don't you send it to a therapist? Because you want to have that relationship maybe you're not having such a good relationship with your wife. And that's not an excuse to commit adultery. So you get divorced. I mean, go, go for help. And if you can't get help, get divorced. But that's not a reason to, to bust up somebody else's marriage. So he says here, the Yasha that you should know that there's a seba to it. What brought him to look at women that he wasn't supposed to? Hashiva Bishana, number one, because you If you get used to seeing stuff that you're not supposed to watch, until your eyes need this stuff, it becomes an addiction. I deal with this all the time with kids that have that have sexual addictions and, and porn addictions and guys that have this addiction. It doesn't happen from looking once. It happens from looking a few times and then you need to look. And then you need that, and then it becomes an addiction, and it's one of the hardest addictions to, to fix, a very hard addiction to fix. And This is all the time, this is way before psychology. And he says, yeah, when you keep looking at something, then you need it to satisfy your eyes. If you want to go to a circus and see animals that are weird, like, that, you know, to make a bracha on, so you make a bracha, So therefore, even though you're looking at a, a weird animal, you making a bracha on so it. By making a bracha on it, you're fixing it. Just take a little look at it. Don't stare at it. Don't. What's the word I want to use? Um, Stockless. Stockless is huh? Gaze. Right. Don't gaze at it. When you gaze, you suck that in. You, you're like you gazing at the water. You bring it into your eyes. You bring it into your soul. So don't even gaze at things that you're allowed to gaze. That you make a bracha. So don't gaze at it. He says this is very fascinating Uh, For the eye is comprised of four colors Every color in your eye Your eyes have Hashem's name in it Every color of your eye stands for One of the four letters Does he explain it down here? Yes, he says the eye is comprised of four colors The white, the dark rim around the iris The color of the iris And the black of the pupil Are corresponding to the four letters of Hashem's name when a man casts his gaze upon impure creatures, he draws upon himself the unclean spirit that hovers over them. This later causes him to gaze upon worse things, which then bring him to sin. Your eyes are mama's yudke the four, the four things in your eyes, so you have, you have, you're looking with yudke vufke eyes, and then you start looking at porn and all this other stuff that you're not supposed to be looking at. You're bringing that into the yudke It's It's so destructive. It's so destructive. Maybe that's why. The, 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 that malach takes their eyes because you took Hashem's names and you used it and you dipped it in all this garbage that you're watching online and stuff it's, it's, it's not normal I mean people don't realize this okay, that's what we said. you shouldn't even Gaze upon your wife when she's in Nidna. Because there's a certain tuma that surrounds a woman when she's in Nidna. When you look at that, with your eyes, and you gaze at it, you get some of that, that Tumah. And then it's stuck in your eyes. Now you'd say to me, come on Rabbi, that sounds crazy. That sounds crazy. So the Kawayash says, Yeah, I know it sounds crazy. I'm going to tell you an experiment to do. And whoever's listening, do not do this experiment. But there's an experiment that he says If you take a brand new mirror that was never looked into, okay, a brand new mirror, do not do this at home. But this is what he brings down take a brand new mirror that was never looked into, and the woman who's a needle looks, she's the first one to look into this mirror there will be a stain upon the glass she shall have your that you cannot remove how'd that happen she says there is there, 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 toma and, and, and they hit this is proof that's why you now let look into the face of a, of a Russia. What do you mean? I can't look at Hitler and Mach face and have pictures of him and... No, you know, i us look at it because it has an effect on you. Look at Kedusha. Because then you bring Kedusha into the four colors of your eye, which is the four letters of Hashem's name. tov, and I do this. You should look up to You should look up to the heavens. At night, the stars, or in the morning, the blue sky, and say, Wow, look at this heaven, look at Hashem created. The of said, One day, Havena was by the shore of of the sea, and Eliyahu showed up. He said, Rebbe, lift your eye to the heavens. Look, who created this? I said to him, These are the heavens of the work of Hashem. This is the work of Hashem who created the heavens for a human being to look at it and make a bracha. It is the the minute of Tzadikim to look at the sky when the stars come out, when they start to be light. And they say, Also, when the sun comes up. One second, let's see what it says there. Practice to the gaze at the heavens at nightfall. However, one should be especially zealous to gaze at the heavens when the sun begins to shine and go out in its strength. For at the time, the sight of evil and impure beings in force of strict judgment are aroused by the sun's fierceness so at the time when the sun is at its strongest point the, the bad side gets has kayak but if you're looking at the sun not at the sun but up you can't look at the sun and you say it, it destroys them the same applies when the moon begins to shine because the side of evil cannot appear in the light of the moon therefore its chevra which float about the world in great force take refuge in the, in the moon's shadow I you have this in mind when we say in the morning prayer who forms light okay Okay, therefore, this is a very long number. Two is very long. Okay, Teircha Adam with Be careful what you look at. Because she came with D Be careful what you say. She next of kemaisa, because what comes out of your mouth can create things. Okay, we go to the base like When you go to shul, Yirel lemayat with diburo di You should not talk. Many many tzaddikim they don't talk. Rabbi Gamil does not talk before davening. If you meet him in the street, he does not talk before davening. Don't just stop talking. It's a school of Yikav, Hashem, It's a huge schooler. that if you don't talk by davening, before davening, you know, it's from when you leave your house, I know some people, they go to the mikro, you can't talk to them in the mikro, till they, till they finish davening, they don't talk. From when they wake up in the morning, they have a tanis diva, until they, till they, go, till they finish davening. He says, you should know, it's a huge schooler that your Yitzchel will be accepted. There's a very famous story, with the Rizal, that he told his Talmud, Yitzchak Hayin, he talked, I'm sending you to a place called Eight Zaysim in Exodus 12, to a famous kever, Rabbi bar Lai. So, that Rizal sent this student there, I want you to daven there. Rabbi And they didn't understand the, the, the explanation of the Zoya Pasha So, that Rizal sent this student, and he said, if you go there and daven, he'll come out of the kever. And he'll explain to you what I need to know and the explanation of of Rav of, of of that passion. Okay, but you're not allowed to talk to anyone until you get there. And he stood there. He did Yehudim and everything, but he didn't. The but he didn't come out of his. He didn't come out of his grave. Rabbi he didn't come out. Of, so He came back to the reason. He said, "I I went to the Kavar, I did everything you told me. He didn't. He didn't answer me. So the Arizal said to I see in my real Kodesh that you spoke to an Arab, to an Arab echad. And not only that, he didn't even say hello to you. You said hello to him. Didn't I tell you? Didn't I tell you not to talk to anyone?'" He remembered. He said, I made a mistake. I spoke to him. That's why he didn't answer. So he says, Even though it's normal for us to say hello to everybody first, Be very careful not to talk a lot when, you're, when you meet people in the morning. He it's an amazing school. You hear this school everyone was watching? The huge school. You always want school at school, is Tuesday, Bishala, You said the Pasa, the Panasa and all that. Biggest school of tefillah is don't talk till you finish davening. So when you wake up, mmm. Go to mix mmm. You don't talk until davening. He says, and I will talk about this in the following program All right, that's Perak Baez in the Kaviyasha. Pretty heavy Perak. All right, now we're going to end with second the second midah um, every week we're going to learn a midah from the of I told you that someone hurt me very much and I couldn't get past it and I went to this big tzaddik in there, Tisrael, and I told him I don't have a grudge on any human being in this world people hurt me I let it go this guy I can't let go and I was so busy with it my wife was like let it go let it go I could not let it go and he continued he, could just, he didn't stop and I was like you know the famous story, I think it was the Chassam Seifer. And he, he, there was a man in his shul that was embarrassing him and criticizing him in front of everyone. Finally he got up and went over to the man and says, I don't understand. Why, why are you making fun of me so much? I never did you a favor. I never did you a favor. Like, why would you hurt me? People, you do favor. Those are the ones that hurt you. So so this guy, yeah, whatever. So he killed me. And I couldn't let go. And I went to this big tzadik and I told him... I'm, I, I've never had this before. I just, I, this guy, I want to rip his head off. I just, I. And he said, go by yourself. Toma Devora. I promise you, you'll learn the 13 attributes, you'll let it go, totally. I was like, I don't think so. Anyway, I bought it. This, this book, whoever's watching, this is what you want to buy. Toma Devora, Learning Compassion Through Hashem's 13 Attributes. It took me two and a half hours to read this book. I have never been affected by a safer in that time amount of time. This guy would call me right now in the middle of the year and say, "Zachariah, I need your help." I'm out of here. I'll help him. I have no. I, it's gone. This is not normal. So, whoever has someone in his life that he can't forgive, I give you my guarantee. You read this book, you will forgive. Not only you'll forgive them, you'll be so different; it will change you drastically. So, we're going to learn a little bit of it every single week, and I'm hoping that people who listen to this so. The main part with the term of Devorah is saying is that if you, whatever you can overcome as a human being, you can ask God to overcome. So, so if I forgive someone who hurt me, then God has to forgive me when I hurt him. And if... Um, like, like, His first story here is about, about this family that lived in an apartment building and, and they were making a Shavu Brachas and they asked the downstairs older people if they could bring some amplifiers and plug it into their outlet and they said, okay, but be finished by 10 o'clock and it's 12 o'clock and everyone's making noise and, 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 and the people, you know, they go outside and the old people and they're like, we can't sleep, it's 12 o'clock, we usually go to sleep early and, and it's plugged in and the people are like, okay, we'll be finished in five minutes and it's still going, and his wife says you're the one who we gave them their outlet and they're using it against us, pull the plug and he says uh, uh, but, but they're dancing with the chasan right now, like, how can I just pull the plug, whatever it is She's like, but, but, but the noise that they're making that's keeping us up, we're giving them that. Pull the plug. So, in the end, he didn't pull the plug because he wanted them to finish dancing with the chasin. He did want to hurt the chasin. So, the, the Toma Devorah says that all of us, we hurt Hashem. He gives us life, right? He gives us the life, the plug, the outlet. And then we look at things we're not supposed to, we do things we're not supposed to. So, the malachim are like, pull the plug. He can't do an aveira, he can't watch porn. If, he, if he's blind so pull the plug make him blind you're giving him the vision to watch to watch the, the bad stuff so, the, so Hashem's like yeah but he's going to change he's going to do tshuva till the last second whatever it is and they're saying pull the plug like this guy was like I'm not going to pull the plug so a guy who who gives the other person and it, it's sort of like it's like a guy comes to me and says R- Rabbi Walsh I need a thousand dollars I need a loan a thousand dollars my neighbor comes to me I need a, I need a loan a thousand dollars I don't have, I don't have it He's like, no, but you have friends that will give it to you. I don't have friends that will give it to me. Borrow for me the thousand dollars, whatever. I'm like, ah, you always bother my friends for it or Navan and stuff. You don't, I really don't want. To. He's like, please, I'm begging you, I really need it. I'm like, okay, call up my friends. I need a thousand dollars. He gives me a hundred, gives me two hundred. Takes me a day, I put it together. Right? I come to him, I'm like, here, yeah, man. He goes, oh, thank you, you know, you saved me. And then two days later, I get a lawyer's letter from him that I'm on his property two inches, and he's taking me to court. And he used my thousand dollars to hire the lawyer. What are you out of your mind? I killed my what? Right? What are you nuts? You took my thousand dollars. I, I let and you. So that's what Hashem says. I give you life, and are you crazy? You're doing all these avers against me. But if I'm like, okay, you know what? If that's what he used it for, he still owes me thousand dollars. Okay, I, I'm Michael. Then Hashem has to be Michael. You force Hashem how to treat with you. This is what this whole Talmud devar is all about. It's not normal. So if you leave the plug in, even though, eh, eh, because he's dancing, so even though you don't deserve it, but Hashem's like, you know, he's with his family, he's enjoying it, just leave him alone. Don't bother him. Pull the plug! You can, no, no, I'm not pulling the plug. What we do, is, and that's what it says on, on Rosh Hashanah, we write in the book. We write in the book what the is going to be like, not Hashem. So everything means to command that you don't forgive, I don't forgive. You forgive everyone, I forgive everyone so it's very important that I need to get to a point where I forget because otherwise it's like yeah. I also do you good Wallstein and you do things that are not good so like why should I let you go you, you know so it's a uh, so we're going to learn the second one the second one's like this it's called nice say God and we'll end with this that God um, carries your sin what does that mean nice say we say it every morning what does it mean carries your sin Hashem is walking around carrying my sin I'm carrying my sin. So he explains like this. This is a very Kabbalistic Sefer. He says, This is even bigger than the plug thing. When you do a sin, you create a a destructive angel. Like it says in Abois. A person doesn't want to he, he, he creates a, a, a malach. Now, this is a persecuting malach. He gets up in front of Hashem, right? and he's like a tape recorder and a a movie of what you did he says, Hashem, this person he made me, I'm a Malach and he made me by doing this sin and the Malach says, but I can't live I I can't live without you, God, giving me life he made an Avera, but I need you to give me life so how is this this bad angel alive? Hashem says, I don't Support destructive angels. If Hashem would say that, so then this angel would go down and take your soul. You made me, and I'm going to live off your soul. If Hashem said, I'm not going to take care of you, I'm not going to carry the bad angel, right? So the bad angel is going to say, Okay, you made me, now now you belong to me might But that's not what Hashem says. She carries angels so you can so, so what happens? God doesn't do that. He carries that angel. You create the angel against him. He doesn't let the angel go get take revenge on you. Hashem takes the angel and says, I'll I'll I'll, I'll feed him. I'll I'll keep him alive. It's not, it's not normal. So therefore, Ellen well was He he feeds he he supports the angel as much as he supports anything else. So, why does Hashem do that? Why is he carrying your sin? Oh So he's waiting for the person to do a chuva. Once you do chuva, that angel dies. Hashem doesn't. He, he can't hurt you. It becomes, yeah, yeah. depends how you do. If you do tshuva, me Or If you do tshuva, me avu becomes a good angel. Or you lu shevut tedib me. So or chas v'shalo, a person goes through pain and serum, Or yelech be gehanam for yifra choyboy. Or you end up in gehanam. You're going to have to get rid of that angel. So you can get rid of that angel. And the best way, of course, is to get the angel is to do tshuva. So what's this thing if people go to a breast they're going to but I'm these angels. Uh, uh, what's it called? A chassan gets a clean state so I, I guess they get cleaned up I don't, bris yeah, what does that mean exactly? so you could go do a verse all day and then go to brisom? exactly what that means in K, now midas of Hashem has a lot of patience he's upon b'irah he's feeding and supporting a bad creation that he's keeping alive the person who did the sin until he does tshuva a person needs to, le- to learn to be patient with his friend when he does something wrong to carry the sin until carry the pain until the guy apologizes the same thing we wait um, now he writes like this: a person might forgive an insult or injury done against him as we discussed however the damage still exists, waiting to be repaired. Right? When the guilty party does not repair the harm, and the victim controls his anger and bears the damage until it's repaired, he awakens Hashem's attribute of mercy of HaKarosh who bears the sin and carries the sin. So if you, someone hurts you, someone borrowed money from you and they're not paying you, whatever it is, and you're like, he hurt me, but he's going to come around, I know he's going to come around, and he's, he's gonna ask me to or he's gonna come around and pay me. And you're patient. You're like, I'll wait, I'll wait till he says he's sorry. Then you don't have to worry about going to hell or going through your surim because Hashem is gonna carry the, your Averus until you do tshuva. Everything is Midna, can I get Midna? And and that's the power of 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 these of these uh of these attributes. We should all be able to uh we shall be able to do tshuva when people quietly and patiently bear the damages caused by others Hashem repays them in kind his bearing sin is awakened through which he bears the sins of the Jewish people so not only are you saving yourself but you're awakening Hashem to carry the averus of all of Kala that's what a person has a craft to do Although the damage caused by them, their sins still exist, he allows them time to do tshuva and repair the damage. So we have a very, very big Kayach, and that's our klayach, That what we do in this world. So that's why I'm going to wait till this guy who hurt me, he'll say he's sorry one day. It may take a while, but okay, I'll wait. I got patient. Rabbi um, Shikar Yeah, this is one of his five svarim uh, that... Or more than five strong, Torah Devar is very complicated. This is only thirteen attributes. There's a lot more in the Torah Devarah they can't, they don't know how to translate it. So this is the first, like first parak. There's a lot more. Torah is much bigger, but too deep. All right. Anyway, thank you everyone for coming. We'll see you This week is Kriyat Yamsuf. Rabbi Gamliel's bracha. I asked him for a bracha today. He said you should make more money. Then the Biza's Yamzuf, the Biza's Yamzuf, was uh, was more gold and silver than the gold and silver that we took out of Mitzrayim. We took out all their, they gave us all their stuff. This was much bigger Biza's <laughs> Mitzrayim. So everyone should have it. Beza Hashem, Biza's Mitzrayim. Thank you very much. And good night. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.